Hold on to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Park. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, to this very special edition of the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Yes, I am, in fact, that campy, that cheesy, that on the nose. I am playing the Rocky theme because tonight we have ourselves an old-fashioned debate. The competitors are in studio. You've come to know them. You might have come to love them, even hate them. Either way, thank you for listening. The topic tonight, marriage. Now, the way this is going to work, I will bring in our competitors in just a moment. I've switched off their mics for their own good at this time. As I will give the floor first to one man who is upholding the affirmative. Then I will give five minutes to the other man. And gentlemen, if you go over your time, you'll start to hear the soothing tones of Claire DeLune. Understood? Just give me a nod. Understood. You'll start to hear hear Claire DeLune as though we have just pulled off the heist of a century in Vegas. So, don't go over time. Now, welcome, Brandon. What's going on? Welcome, fiance. Howdy. How are y'all doing tonight before we begin? Doing pretty Good. fair. What about you, man? Good and fair. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm great. Feel a little silly. <laughs> I see. And yet I feel serious. <laughs> very, very serious. Now, I was trying to come up with a classic debate proposition. Mm-hmm. And I'm going against my bias because last night I talked about what I thought about this issue of marriage. So I think here's the proposition. And I believe this will mean, Brandon, you will go first. The proposition is that the institution of marriage is antiquated, too risky. As far as marriage is concerned, the juice is not worth the squeeze. Go, go, and I like the pun. You are, I believe, in the affirmative. You agree with the proposition, Brandon, is that correct? Correct. And, fiancé, you disagree with this? Correct. Okay. So the rules have been set. We are looking at about... Nine and a half minutes past the six o'clock hour. Brandon, the floor is yours. Okay. Well, I'm going to be arguing on the behalf that marriage is not what, what our grandparents used to say was. You know, you fall in love, you find the right woman, and you build a life with them. Marriage is so far removed from that between the divorce rates and guys who are basically just getting taken through the ringer. You know, I mean, you're talking about a, a proposition where you stand a 90% chance of coming away with absolutely nothing. And in today's society where women actually are starting to close that gap between, you know, as far as careers and how much money is made, 
you know, guys can't afford no more to just mess around, as they used to say. You know, you can't just jump from woman to woman. You know, you can't lease with the option to buy. So if you marry him now, hey, and it's it's half on the trading. So to me, it's not even worth it anymore. And everybody is always going to argue, oh, the Bible, the Bible, the Bible. We are so far removed from what the Bible said marriage is and what it is today. Between social media, stuff like Tinder, and how sex is like basically readily available, it's made the proposition of marriage really just look kind of antiquated. Like, why would I do that? Because you brought up the question, Joey, that... Oh, did people uh, back in the day get married just to have sex? Apparently so. Because the divorce rates and the fact that people aren't getting married today prove that. You know, between the book of faces and all these other ways of meeting people, you know, you really don't have to wait for your girlfriend. It's all basically just, hey, I'm going to go out and find me a young girl and do what I need to do. And now, you know, that that's basically my argument in a nutshell. And I just want to hear what a fiancé would have to say in a rebuttal. So you took two minutes of oh, your yeah. five. I gave you a lot of running room with five minutes. That's oh, a long time on the radio, the monologue. So thank you, Brandon. Good sir, kind sir. Now, fiancé, it is your turn. The floor is yours. All right. Well, <clears throat> I feel like... Mar- marriage is is not like as, as you said, Joey, an institution. I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm. I have very unconventional ways of looking at a lot of things that I've been through in my life, and uh, I have been married before, and divorced, and so the the result of what Brandon's argument is of the the ninety percent loss in equity of everything that you own and all of that it i don't i didn't go through that you know you made an argument uh the last time i I listened um bob barker lost 140 million dollars in his divorce and i uh while i i respect you for thinking rich we're not rich you know, so like a, a divorce for Bob Barker is going to cost a lot of money. Uh, my divorce didn't cost anything. You know, I pay child support because I have a kid. But you know, we we were cordial. We we split everything down the way and uh, didn't. Uh, I didn't lose a lot. Um, so I don't, I don't. In my world, that that argument is invalid um but as far as why i am for marriage uh aside from the the generic um tax reasons and uh what is it um validity of the relationship it's it's just it's kind of the next step um for me, I, I want everyone to know who I who I love and cherish, and and a lot of that. While while you don't have to get married to to 
pronounce that, I feel like that's that's the next step to to prove to everybody how much you love somebody. Um, you know, marriage didn't start out in in love, um, and I think that's one of those things that you know we've historians have gone through and gone over. You know, marriage was gaining in laws and trading land and cows and sheep and all that stuff um mm-hmm. you know it's one of those things i i i've throughout my life i've done a lot of research on a lot of things and anything i've ever done i've looked into and uh i i just feel like somebody hurt you and and has made you feel this way and i want to know what happened I, I'm, we're I'm, still in your opening statement. I'm, I'm so done. Yeah, you're you're done. Okay, and we will have plenty of chance to respond because both of you have followed the rules beautifully. Okay, I was going to not only play Claire de Lune but use my cattle prod. <laughs> yes, I have it stowed up my ass. <laughs> um, that's why you didn't see it. That's why I'm also feeling a bit silly today. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I see. Ah, so we've we've had a lot of reasons given out here, and essentially my proposition is, uh, to put it simply, marriage. Is the juice worth the squeeze? That's the question. The proposition is, no, it is not. And Brandon, you made some points. You said, too risky. It's almost like a 90% loss. I mean, you lose half. You can cite the Bible, but the way marriage has gone since then, we're nowhere close to that. The people really, it seems, only got married so they could have sex on the up and up. And now that sex is so cheap and readily available and everybody's so fast and loose, even within marriage, it's just a lot of risk involved. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. But you, sir, fiancé, you made points that you, number one, don't think it's an institution. So I can think, I think we can take the antiquated off the table. I think you're, you're thinking of a, of public record, as you just put it. You, right. It's not just a validation as an expression of your love in a public way. You also mentioned uh, Bob Barker <laughs> saying we're not as rich as Bob Barker, nor do I think we could take him in a fight, given that I've seen Happy Gilmore. Um, and I, I think that is a, a fair point. There are tax reasons, and uh, before we get into a back and forth here and more of a general discussion, I have one question, if you'll allow it, Brandon. Of course. For fiancé. Are you sure you're not going to have to pay a dowry for the hand of Miss Hayes? No cows? No sheep? No land? No. No, we've we've already discussed that. There's, okay. There's, yes. Okay, good. I'm glad we've cleared that up. Now, let's get into this. All right. Do you all have any... Let's do a Q&A. And before I jump in, because it's my show, I can do whatever the hell I want. Screw the rules. But do you all have any questions for one another? Would you like to begin with the question he ended with? Or uh, sure, sure. I can answer that. Have you been hurt by somebody? Have I ever had my heart broken? Yes. Have I ever been hurt by someone? Yes. But that's not why I am the way I am. I mean, I've watched my friends go through this. You know, like, everything was fine. And and the story always starts off the same. As a girlfriend, she will do every 
nasty thing under the sun that you can think of. Sometimes you just sit in the room thinking of other stuff, and she's into it. Now, the second that ring comes on and you say, I do, everything changes. Nasty goes out the window. Oh, man, what? Half, half of them can't even? Not at all. Mm. Yeah. That, that is... that. <clears throat> I don't. I don't know the right words. That's that's poor. Oh God. What I it's, mean, I, I, it's, I'm, I'm gonna have to think about that for a mm-hmm. second. I mean, because and don't get me wrong, I'm not just totally against love, but love and marriage are two totally different things. Because mm-hmm. everybody used to say that rhyme as a, as a kid, you know, such and such sitting in a tree. K I, you know, and S S I N G exactly, and they associated. You know, love with marriage, and yeah, first the, comes love, then comes marriage, then comes with baby, a baby carriage, a baby in the baby carriage, it, exactly. And I don't know what else you would have in a baby carriage. Am I right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but maybe a dog these days. There are some yeah. freaks out there with their <laughs> pets. Anyway, go on. but but the two words mean totally different things because there are people who have spent their life in love and have raised a family, but as far as public record, have never been joined as one person. And yet they've done the same things that everybody else does. They've raised a family. They've lived together. Mm-hmm. It's just, as far as the state is concerned, they're just two separate people. Now, Brandon, we'll get back to the things you've seen here in a second. Because I think the juice is worth the squeeze. Is That's the whole point. Is the risk worth right. the reward. And uh, I agree. Love and marriage. That's what I was going to ask you about. Are two separate things. Mm-hmm. And what what I'm what I see with your explanation of your friends' relationships are that somebody was getting something that they wanted, and and then once they finally got it, they they didn't want to reciprocate what they were getting giving to get what they wanted, and that's that's just kind of how I look at society today is people do what they want to do or what they have to do to get what they want and once they get it they either get complacent and don't feel like they need to uh, the nasty goes out the window right. Right. Yeah. well, well yeah but, but, oh go ahead. go ahead no you go ahead I was going to say I mean this started like early 90s when People like Madonna was saying, I'm a material girl in a material world. Wasn't it the 80s? Late 80s? Early 90s? Mm-hmm. Somewhere around there. But, I mean, songs like that, it kind of intensified what women were thinking at that time. They got more business savvy. And it was like, hey, why am I doing all this for a guy who could leave me and leave me with nothing? So I understand why, but I just don't think that... The juice is worth the squeeze, as you would say, Joey, because Mm -hmm. today, you know, in divorces, you know, guys going to court, and especially if there's kids involved, you almost don't have a chance. You really don't have a chance. And heaven forbid, if you get a female judge Mm -hmm. and you've got a male lawyer, oh, man, you you might as well just sign the check right then and just, just, just give her what she wants. To this point, though, of materialism, I mean, we already established and i think we all agree it used to be like cows and sheep and land and family status and material things and women were not exactly i mean i think women were treated 
uh, with respect, and this is why you're giving up a dowry, but they weren't necessarily the same status as men. And so there was a material uh, sense. Um, and I don't, I don't think we have the feminist argument on the table of the historical marriage. No. And that's why I wanted to bring up with you that you said marriage isn't an institution to you. It's more, you're, you're not talking about the traditional, like, I'll put it to you this way. If you could get married, do you really give a damn about the government contract that you sign? No. Okay, that's interesting. No, it, it's it's not about what what the government has to say about how I feel. And uh, so, where for, does where does the love? What is the difference to you then between love and and marriage? Where does like the uh, like somebody can be in a relationship for five six years? And they don't get married, but do you think there is something to it when you do get married? Like it's a, it is an extra step. It, that's 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 what I, I that's the it's the next step. You're you're like I, in in my feelings, I I feel for this person so much that like that's the only thing I can think of. It's a proclamation of my love. For Emily, and it's it's one of the it's, I mean, for a long time, the the Catholic Church took it. If you said you were married, that was it. There was no ceremony. There was no paperwork. There was no nothing. Right. And that was it. Um, for a long time, you you didn't like I said, you didn't marry for love. It was for property. It was for uh, to gain status with your in-laws, um, you know, connections in, in society. And Well, my whole thing is, has that really changed? Because, I mean, just, just from guy-to-guy perspective, I'm looking at most of these NBA, NFL players, baseball players. They're not really good-looking guys, but the $90 million contract helps. The fact that they're at celebrity events helps. And it just so happens she met this guy just before he got signed. Mm-hmm. So, come on now. I, I think that's that's my problem with your logic. Mm-hmm. Is everything? It's, it's all about the contract. It's all about the money. It's all about the fame and, and all that. It's... You're... you're not looking at it as a love contract. You're looking at it as a financial contract, a, a societal contract, um, a way to um, move up in society. And and I don't think that that's what marriage is anymore. I think marriage has transitioned from this societal financial contract into a proclamation of love. No, I, I, I definitely disagree with that because I look at a lot of the, the divorces that's happening today. You know, like when when Jordan and Michael Jordan and his wife divorced. There you go with rich people again. Uh, he mean, has made the Bob Barker point, Brandon. Yeah. How would, let's let's actually settle that right now. Okay. Because you said this to me, and I don't necessarily accept the label, but okay. we're the have-nots. And in comparison to, you know, the rich NBA stars, sports stars, celebrities that you see try to get married, and Bob Barker. 
I mean, yes, there's a lot at stake, but I mean, if somebody took half of what I'm making right now, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> good, all right, fine. Well, well, so what say you to this? Well, what I say to that is that just means we don't have as many chances to keep getting married and keep trying because we don't have as much to lose as other people. But it doesn't seem like the fall would be as far. So it's not like we're falling from a hundred story building and we're, you know, splat on the pavement. Well, well, we, you know, oh. well you fall from a park bench and you fall off top of a building. One hurts less, but it hurts nonetheless. I think I think you're looking at it as um you know, they people use like what is it, the honeymoon stage? Mm-hmm. And and I can I totally see where people do that. And you know, they everything's good and perfect and nothing is wrong. There are no fighting, there there's nothing's bad. And then they they jump quickly into let's get married before they even know the person. And I think that's the issue where where that happens. I think the issue is actually that people are not allowed to date or be single anymore. It's like you basically just leave your parents' house and it's like, hey, I'm I'm in a committed relationship. Then you go from that to six months later, he proposed to me. You know, you've never given yourself time to be by yourself and learn who you are. And underneath it all, you know, a lot of that stuff comes to the to the light after about a year of marriage or so. Okay, you're not happy. You want to leave. But guess what? Like I like I told you before, it it comes down to business too. You know, as uh, the great philosopher Johnny Taylor said, it's cheaper to keep her. It is cheaper to keep her, but uh, I, I see this line of thinking and I want to advance it. And uh, to quote a wise group of philosophers, it was actually a group, usually philosophers, you know, they're one-offs or they might communicate a little bit. Uh-huh. But, you know, like Aristotle, like Plato learned from Socrates or maybe Plato made up Socrates. Anyway, I'm getting off in the left field. My point is this wise group of philosophers, the Osmonds, one bad apple, don't spoil the whole bunch, girl. You telling me that because some rich guys got had by a gold-digging whore, that things, that all marriage isn't worth it? It's not all rich people. I use rich people as an example. Because everyone in Alabama is not rich. True. But yet, you guys have a very high divorce rate. Actually, most states across the United States have a very high divorce rate. I'm wondering, though, how many people who get divorced get remarried? Now, that is a question. That is something I have not researched yet. I will research that and come back to you on that. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, after the first time, usually the millennials are proven that Usually they don't go back for a second. And also, um, you know, you're not happy. You get through the honeymoon phase. To be a little more serious, what's the line from the song? Love's not a victory march, it's a cold and it's a broken alleluia. What about the till death do us part? What about the in sickness part? (laughs) Those vows aren't taken literal anymore. It's till the paycheck stops coming 
or till I feel that I'm not really happy in this relationship anymore. Or we grow apart and we become different people because and I think that's part of the problem that people here get married so young. And I think that's a foolish endeavor myself because 18 or 19 years old, you don't know who you are. You have no idea. You know, that's why I would tell a lot of young people to at least take college, like wait till you graduate college and see if you're still the same people that you were those four years ago. I like that your argument is evolving because it's it's no longer uh, you're completely against marriage. I, I can see that you're coming over to my side a little bit because you want people to wait. Because every every time we spoke about this before, it was completely, like you said in the beginning, uh, 90% loss and not worth it. But here's the difference. I said I don't believe in marriage. I never said I don't believe in love. Two totally different things, two totally different words. Now, I said wait, but I didn't necessarily mean wait to get married. I mean wait for love. You know, because two people can be in love and still do everything that a married couple does. They can raise a family. They can start a family. You know. They can't file their taxes together, though. Okay. That Again, that goes back to state and business. But everybody gets on me for using the business aspect of it. Gentlemen. Oh, there's the music. Looks like we have fashioned. Oh, we've polished. Polished this. I think, again, like. Not Happy Gilmore. I've already referenced one Adam Sandler movie. An actual funny one. Thank you for bringing Bob Barker to mind. But think of Billy Madison. You know how... What is it? Is it Eric? Yeah. Brad Whitford? Where he's learning Spanish. He's got the headset on, Will Walkman. And he's polishing the ass of that marble statue. I feel like we've been polishing, polishing, polishing. For the last 20 or so minutes, it's been beautiful. And let's lay down our arms here. We, I mean, this has been friendly and fun and interesting. Oh, of course, of course. It's all in love. But, Brandon, I have to ask you about a guy we both know. Oh. And whether or not you want to get married ever or just want to fall in love, whether it just ends up being a common-law marriage and because you're living together, or maybe you want to be single your whole life and forever a bachelor, it's more intelligent Actually, I think it's more from the heart to buy a home. It is. Than to rent a home. Now, I'm saying this because I've been dumb. I haven't thought with my head, and I haven't really felt with my heart. I've been feeling stuck, like I have to rent. Like I'm on the bubble. But no. My eyes have been opened by Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group. He showed me many of the opportunities and properties here in Montgomery. I think he showed you the same one. Uh, yeah, over in Cloverdale and he's opened my eyes to the fact that I don't have to rent. Even though I just re-signed on a lease, he was like, you know, it still doesn't trap you in an apartment for another year. If you want to make a move, hey, I can help you out. And how did you describe the place? It was like a California home. California style, man. Uh, the moldings, just the design of it. The windows in the back. Oh, it was a crank system where you yeah. can actually open every window around the house and let the air, just the natural air, flow through. And the place looked remarkable. He showed me another one where the people have done this renovations to the kitchen and to the upstairs, and it would be a beautiful family home. 
And, and, it made me want to get married and have kids. And, and and the thing is, a lot of the houses that he's showing me, they're houses that have character. They're not these new frame houses or anything like that. They're very old houses, but they have a lot of character. Yes. And I love that. Yes. And you can attest to Eddie Bader is a down-to-earth guy. Very down-to-earth. He's so cool. Cool guy. He makes time for his clients. He's not going to run around only thinking about his checkbook. He's going to give you options in terms of prices. He's going to figure out what type of home you would like. So give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. Go have a slice of pizza with him and see what he has to say, just like Brandon did here. At Bibb Street. Yes, yes. Very great place. The, the number for Eddie Bader, 322-0662. Again, that number for Eddie Bader. He can open your eyes, make you see your options, make you even dream the impossible dream. I thought I was always going to be a surly, curmudgeonly bachelor, where people were always whispering behind my back, he seems like an eligible bachelor. Is he gay? Is he impotent? I don't know. (laughs) But no, once I saw the real estate market, I want to get married, have kids, have the white picket fence life. And it's worth all the money in the world. Oh, no, I'm giving away my position now. Anyway, give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call. 322-0662. That number, 322-0662. Gentlemen, on the other side of this, continue the conversation. You're listening to The Great Marriage Debate on the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Joey Clark. She really is. It's like one second I'm like, she's super hot. She's a forest fire. She's fireworks on the fourth. She's a ten. And then the next moment I'm like, who's the butterface? And then, Joey, why are you such an a-hole? Like, what's wrong with you being so shallow? Here we go. Anyway. Let's get back to the uh, to the debate here. Uh, one of the things I was telling y'all off air that I found interesting, and because here's how I would sum up some of the points being made, is you are pointing out, to your credit, Brandon, lots of instances of how miserable it can be, number one, to have to have a failed marriage. So like marriage continues to fail for so many people at such a high rate in our society. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot at stake financially, emotionally. There's a lot of problems in that regard that people don't... And he also said people don't take those vows seriously, like till death do his part, uh, in sickness and health. 
and I've been hearing from you, Eric, that it's not so much like you need to do this because you feel obligated to do it necessarily. Right. It's more, this is something that you feel profoundly. Right. This is something that, it's a next step, not just because, oh, it's the next hoop to jump through, but it's the next step because it's taking a love that is developed and bringing it out even further into the open. And yes, I actually called him by his real name. <laughs> his name's Eric. Um, and that I'm left off, off air, that I find it most interesting, given the points you're making, Brent. Okay. Like, Eric here's actually gone through a divorce. Mm-hmm. Yep. And even though it was cordial, as you put it, and thank God for that. Yeah. Because I have heard horror stories the other way. I'd imagine it was emotionally a wreck, a very painful, rocky water. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm six foot two, two hundred eighty pounds now, and I I lost fifty pounds after that. Man, after that, and it's it was difficult because um, for six years of my life and a married life and two more prior to that, we were together, and uh, it's you know you, you're changing your environment. Yeah, and and that's stress for anything. And yet, because you've been through that, you've been there where a marriage didn't work out. You still want to do it again. So, it you keep presenting the pain and the struggle and how terrible it is. Yet we have a man who's gone through the pain and the struggle of it who wants to. What? He realize he doesn't think that that means that. Past isn't necessarily prologue. Well, I've said this before. You have the rule. And as as fiance and Emily keep proving me, that they seem to be the exception. So, and I hope they continue to be the exception. You know, just because I'm against marriage doesn't mean I'm against, you know, what they're doing and stuff like that. I, I believe that people in love should be together. Mm-hmm. It will be till death do us part. We We have been through quite the the gamut of relationships both of us me and emily and what what has made it so awesome for the two of us is that we know what we don't want so when you find what you do want you know Mm -hmm. and and that's that's what's made it rather quick but also amazing Mm-hmm. Is, is we we both know exactly what we want in a partner, and just so happen to bump into each other and be exactly what we want in a partner. Well, and I actually think, based on the last few minutes of our conversation, I personally have decided a winner. I have. Oh. And whether or not marriage is the juice worth the squeeze? I mean, because sometimes when you squeeze a pomegranate, all the seeds get everywhere. It's not worth squeezing. No. An orange, a clementine, Ooh, especially a blood red orange. A little tart, but mm, good in the morning. Good with a vodka, too. Uh, but <laughs> I'm trying to calculate here in my head um, everything we've talked about. But there was something that was recently said that uh, essentially has helped me come to my, my decision. And I didn't realize it would be this fast with you know almost 13 minutes left in the show. But Oh, my goodness! Who is that? Ladies and gentlemen, we have somebody who's run into the show. I 
I have not expected to see this man tonight, nor hear his voice, but there he is, and it's George Speedo, his shapely calves, <laughs> and his oddly round head. My goodness, is this, is that really you? Married man on the line. Oh, Lord, folks, it's 84. I've been ambushed. And- and my my head is not round shaped, Joey. It's kind of peanut shaped. Ob- oblong. <laughs> little, I'm a little oblong. Yeah. Well, I wear an oval, not a round hat. I was I was just riffing, man. I mean, I was trying to think. Should I make a reference? Mind is not for rent. Don't put them down as arrogant. These sort of things. <laughs> but uh, oh, well, that, that wasn't bad. No. What, I, what I say have... you as you run in as the third man to this lovely I, conversation? Fourth man, actually. I, I, well. <laughs> I just maybe let something go. Maybe I don't identify as a man any longer. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it, well, I mean, and, and, and it, it's been a great conversation that uh, Eric and, and Brandon have had, but uh, a couple of things that have come to my mind is, I think, Brandon, I think you're conflating being happy with being satisfied. And, and marriage is not about being happy 100% of the time. It's about being satisfied in the situation that you're in. Some days, you know what? Life sucks. I mean, it really does. But when you're married, the thing about marriage is if you do it right, and I would agree with you, most people don't do it right. Marriage is a commitment. It's not love. Love has very little to do with marriage. Marriage is about we are committed to staying together no matter what. And your partner helps you through the bad times. And even when you're angry at your partner or you don't get along with them, you you have that. And I, I'm going to try to get through this. You, you said till death do us part does not exist anymore. You're 100% wrong. Mm. You're 100% wrong. Please explain. April the 16th, 2016, my mother died. My mother and my daddy were married for 40, almost 47 years. They missed it by about two months. When we went to the funeral home, they asked who, you know, we were doing all the arrangements. They said, who are the pallbearers going to be? And my daddy, my daddy's a big man. He's a, he's about uh, BFLE size. He, he's a he's a good size dude. Mm-hmm. Six six two two eighty. I mean, he's he's a big guy. And he poked his finger down on the table. He says, "I'm going to be a pallbearer, and these three boys of mine are going to be a pallbearer, and we're going to tow their mama to the grave." And my oldest brother tried to talk daddy out of doing that. And I've never seen him as stern ever in my life. And I'll never forget the the look in his eye. They turned to my oldest brother. And he said, he said, Corny, he said, the day I married your mother, I promise 
that I wouldn't leave her until the day she died. And he didn't. <clears throat> and after we toted my mother's body to that grave site, when we left the cemetery, he went up and he hugged the casket. And he said, I love you, Jackie. He kissed the casket. And that's the thing about marriage. Marriage is not about the feeling of love. You're, I think you're conflating the feeling of love with something else. Marriage is not about feeling in love. Hell, I felt in love when I was in sixth grade, the first time a girl kissed me. You, feeling is one thing. Marriage is about a commitment that no matter what, no matter how bad things get, I'm not going to leave your side, and we're going to get through it together. And we're going to get through it with each other, and we're going to be pissed off. Dude, ask my wife. We have been pissed off at each other several times in the last 22 years that you can only imagine. But we made a commitment that no matter how bad it gets, we're going to stay together. And just living with somebody and being in love, as you say it, is you've always got that out. Yeah, but I can leave if I need to. And marriages, yes, I mean, there's all kind of contractual things that, that makes it all messy. I don't think the government should have anything to do with marriage. Exactly. But but marriage is, is not just about, let me get hooked up with this dude so I can take all his money. And so that's, that's my two cents that I've got to chunk into it. Well, that was more than two cents, and it's much appreciated too, man. Yeah, much appreciated. Yeah, but, but no, I, when you when you go go ahead, go ahead. Oh, Excuse I was me. gonna say what I have to say to that is, I've known people who've had that same type of relationship, but under the state law, they they're not married, you know. But he's never went nowhere, she's never went nowhere, you know, through thick and thin. They're just there for each other, you know. But they just didn't have a piece of paper, and I don't know why. Well. Oh, go ahead. Well, but, but see, I mean, as far as state law goes, that doesn't matter. After seven years, you're 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 yeah. common law anyhow. Common so law. technically, technically, you are married. Well, until recently, it had to be different genders. Maybe that changed. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. And which they <laughs> they change. You get in. That's why I say the government should have nothing to do with it. If you're going to live with somebody and you're going to shack up with them, you're married. And yeah. in my opinion. Actually, when the the union begins, that's marriage. I mean, that's the whole uh, uh, visual of two becoming one. You're connected 100%. And I won't go any further into that. I mean, that's. I I really appreciate you uh, sharing what you did. Thank you so much. All right. All right, guys. We'll we'll see y'all later. Love you, brother. Love you, man. Brother, brother. Hey, love y'all too. All right. And uh, the point he just made, I saw myself with my own father and mother as she died. You do see, and here's where my ruling comes down. 
is I think the juice is worth the squeeze. Because of one word you said. What's that? And you gave it to him. You said it, Brandon. Ah. The exception. Every tragic damn thing in this world is worth the exception. I can concede to that. I can concede to it. You know, I mean, I believe what I believe, but I can concede to that. And actually, and fiance, would you agree with him? There are a lot of gold diggers out there. Yeah, there are. A lot of people that rush into, like, they don't know each other. They don't know what they want. I, I think... I think what it is is a product of environment. Mm. It, I I think Brandon has experienced a lot of tragedy with friends and marriage and so on. And so my parents have been married for forty five years. Uh, my grandparents were married until uh, they both passed. I don't I don't even know how I don't even know when they get married. Um, well. I, I just believe I do believe you and Emily met each other at the right time. You know, that that plays a part in it too. And like I said, I still believe what I believe about marriage, but I hope you two do prove me wrong. I think I think my whole issue is that I'm worried that you've got such a, a hard and fast decision about marriage that when you do fall in love and you you're, you're so hard on marriage that you're going to completely miss out on a lifetime relationship. That's a fantastic point and that brings up the question, Brandon. Because I actually until maybe the last year or two really felt like you feel right now. Mm -hmm. But and it's a big hairy butt coming around the corner would you ever give the exception a chance in your own life? Could you ever see yourself doing that? But you know rom-coms. You've probably read Shakespeare. Of course. But see, that's... It's always the person who says never, never, never who ends up with somebody forever. But see, that's why I said no. I never said never. I just said no. Mm. See, I choose choose my words carefully for a reason. You do. For a very good reason. You are a wordsmith, good sir. Good kind, sir. And yes, because of rom-coms, you know... Those things had us confused in the late 90s. So, yeah. Yeah, but like, you know, there's Shakespeare's Much Ado About Nothing. That's true. And Romeo and Juliet. And they'll die for each other. Benedict and Beatrice are the two that are are the sharp tongues. Like, they always are going at it with each other. They're the two that would never find or fall in love with somebody, whether for idealistic reasons or cynical reasons. And yet, those are the two that end up together. I have a feeling if you ever do give in to the exception, and I'm looking in the mirror saying this, I'm talking about Joey too. If I ever do give in to the exception, uh, it will be when I find somebody a hell of a lot like me. <laughs> well, if I find someone that's like me, she'll understand. Yeah, but then y'all would want to drop and probably get married. That's just my guess. Oh, what a show, gentlemen. Oh, yeah, this has been great, man. It's been fun. And I'm looking forward to, uh, well, early happy birthday, number one. Oh, somebody told you about that. <laughs> yeah, well, I know it's coming up. Thank you. And uh, I look forward to being in your wedding. I look forward to you being there. It's, it's going to be a quite a to-do. Yeah. Well, good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. See you later.
heart. Like the way your soul sounds to me. Ain't nobody doing me the way you do me. Uh-uh. I got the stamina for L.O.V.E. Without the camera, let's make a movie. In the future, we could look back on what we done did. You making love to be like a hundred. And that's why I had to remix this song. Cause I want the truth to be told. Oh, you know, I know that is true. 